Ladies and gentlemen, an elderly man has joined the fray of his own volition. This has got to be a first in my book, but hey, justice takes on all challengers. Now say it with me, everyone. As the sun rises, there will be blood. And the silver-haired devil is down for the count. The power of the Red Kingdom on display. Without a word, Finn is going to sprint, jump straight off onto its head. All right. So this is this is how it's going to be. Kelsey jumps into the pit. Oh, so this is how it ends. Not with a glorious retribution, but with this sad death of dying in a pit. Oh, all right. And he just jumps in after her. You do hear as one of the guards as you jump in, stop! Why is everyone jumping into the pit? This is not a free-for-all! It is now, champ! Welcome back, foundlings, to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 70. Honestly, my dear foundlings, if you ever had an opportunity to listen to the chaos that was last episode in bloopers, God bless you. Well, you can do that by going onto our Patreon and getting all bloopers and early releases of episodes. You know, when I feel motivated. Motivate Shameless me, please. plug. Please motivate me. I need it. Yeah, if, if no one joins, we're not going to post things there. It'll be sad. It'll be sad. Yeah. Like like losing our little Toda said. Yeah. Patrick! Join the Patreon and we'll get Patrick back, I promise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the GM. You can't make <laughs> All right. So, my name is Emily Foundlings, and I am your Game Master host, the person that tries to make the Foundry work and always fails, and also... Yeah, the, one of the people that does all the music and ambiance for the episodes, so I hope you enjoy that. But today, as always, I am joined by my two only players, and two doggos, and a cat somewhere in the background. Hi, Ross. I think my players are the ones that need to introduce themselves. Oh, hi. So. I'm Quentin Knott, and I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher with the most iconic intro that you've ever heard, so you don't need me to say it again for you. Just listen back to last episode. But how old is Charles Smoot? 58-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York. It doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right if you don't say it. You know? I guess I should kill him so that way he's no longer fifty-eight and he's just dead. No, no, we need to. We need to <laughs> encounter something teacher. that ages you backwards. Oh, oh, yeah, like find the fountain of youth, and then I have to say like thirty-five-year-old biology teacher. No, 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 he just gets a sip. The entire series just rewinds in time because it goes so poorly. There's just like oh. Wait, are you saying the 58 feels wrong so he gets a sip at the Fountain of Youth yeah, yeah. so he just ages down one year yeah, yeah, yeah. just to put him back where he should be? Exactly. All right, so the other voice at the table is... Oh, what? There's another one? Oh, I guess that's me. I'm Jaden, and I play Finnevere Avir, the identity crisis bard rogue guy. He's your friendly neighborhood Finnevere. He doesn't want to die. He has a little bit of magic and a lot of bit of fears. <laughs> 
For someone who doesn't want to die, you kind of did just jump into a coliseum pit with dinosaurs. Oh, he also doesn't want other people he loves to die. And that's why we are where we are. Is that the icon for the Red Knight? For who? The Red Knight. Well, let's get started then. Let's jump right into it. This time. Right now. Let's find out if they die. I I don't know, boys. I don't know. So Can things really get worse from where they are? How bad could they really get? Find out right now. Like, what is the bottom of the barrel? Death. Is that, though? Rewinding the entire the campaign back to episode Oh, God. Redo. Uh, don't make me turn this campaign around. All right. So, facing off against the beastly Toda, Charles Smoot felled many of the creatures in an effort to rescue the Colosseum's prisoners from their grisly fate. His allies looked on in horror until they realized it was time for them to step into the ring and aid their boisterous companion. For although Charles and Selrak came to an accord, they feared the monstrous drake that was unleashed when his victory drew near would be the end of him. But, as the danger seemed to reach its peak, a new entity entered the battlefield. A mysterious figure clad in crimson armor quelled the stadium, where even the beasts bowed. Subdued by his presence, blood boils and tensions continue to rise in this week's episode of The Gage Chronicles. Are you plotting behind my back next to me? Absolutely. Let me give you a bit of a brief description to get your emotions on the rise. If you weren't already on the rise, you know, I don't know what that means. Ignore that. What does it mean to be? I don't know if you you want me to rise to the occasion. To the occasion. To the occasion. Well, I need. Yes. Paint the picture of the occasion for us. Right, 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 right. The acrid scent of blood permeates the air of the Colosseum. Its pit littered with the scattered remains of prisoners and Toda alike. But despite its blood-splattered walls and gore-sodden earth, the true source of the overpowering aroma stands before you. Crimson armor glistens sickeningly under the blazing sun. Its shape beast-like with sharpened metallic spines protruding along the gauntlets, and the helmet is adorned with a pair of horns and a red plumage. Oh, look at that red-feathered cap! It's not blue. It's not a blue feather cap, mind you, which is more powerful. I don't know. Red seems pretty powerful. The red, I mean, this individual looks fairly intimidating. Yeah, I mean, if there was a hat, that's it. Yeah, that, that is kind of the hat, isn't it? A palpable aura of bloodlust emanates from the figure, unsettling and nauseating as it clings to the air and attempts to engulf you, to subdue you. He is currently approaching towards you. Is he within charge melee attack range? Well, let's see. Who's in his range right Okay. Charles Smoot and Finnevere, I need you to make a will save. 27 for Charles Smoot. And 26 for Finn. You both feel this strong aura that begins to affect you. Both of you become frightened one. Yep, that's appropriate. I think Finn lives at like a frightened one level. <laughs> Finn is going to run over next to his friends. Not quite in between him and Smoot, as that feels wrong, but basically standing close enough to say, hey, we are together. This man just stops short of you. Finnevere, uh, how far up are you running? Right next to uh, Mr. Smoot there, like one up. Yeah, I would go like one behind, so like uh, Balin, Smoot, and Finn like make like a V, but there's a giant monster Tota there. Yeah, that that is true. Um, you run over to Charles Smoot, noticing that all of the Tota seem to have stopped their movement and are literally bowed over 
looking towards this figure. You run in front of the drake, and you hear as it kind of gives you a little bit of a growl. Been trying to be brave. Trying, he says, as he's frightened. And uh, No, no, his actions are choosing to be brave, but he feels terrified. You can tell that this man seems to be bemused by the entire situation. Well, bemused is good. Bemused. But you can also just tell he thinks very highly of himself. So you are just peons. Oh, I mean, sure, if he wants to Mufasa his way down here, everything's bowing at his feet. Yeah, that would kind of give someone an ego boost, I would think. You hear an audible chuckle from underneath of his helmet, and you also notice that there begins to be a number of red guard that approach from the upper portions of the Coliseum. It looks like there's about eight red guard actively making their way down from the top portions of the Coliseum, and actually a few of them aren't coming out from the gates where some of the creatures have exited from, and they're making their way towards the Tota to subdue them, it seems. Okay, Jaden, I can't remember. Did... Did Candy Bar up here, up top, die? I don't think he did. No. No, he did. He <laughs> lived. He's just like... Like, he's like at one HP and like poisoned six. He's just stabilized. Yeah, he was literally, literally at one. Out of the nine prisoners that were brought into this pit of the Colosseum, three remain. Two are heavily injured. And the other currently being tended to by Kelsey while she's kind of hidden in the rubble a little bit. Though it doesn't seem as if her presence hasn't gone unnoticed. Yeah, we're kind of on spectacle here. But amazingly, the Colosseum is starkly quiet. And he once again speaks. You've put on quite the show, but it seems you've interrupted a very important event. You are no doubt an accomplished warrior. The problem here is that this is a sanctioned execution ordered by his majesty to punish these traitors. And now your actions have halted this solemn occasion. He's making very grandiose gestures as well as he's speaking this, gesturing to the crowd who you hear a murmur wash through. Charles will take a glance at the crowd as Quentin looks at what his charisma modifier is. See, I, as a person, like talking. But my stats don't reflect my ability to... Well, there is somebody yeah, the... in your group. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, hey, Finn, you want to bail Charles out? Uh, Charles will kind of just scoff and say, I'm glad you're entertained. Did you leave Cellrack form? Nope. You're in Cellrack form? Yep. Okay, hold on. I'm glad you're entertained. Uh, Finn, you want to bail Charles Moon out before he puts his foot in his mouth? Oh, uh, yeah, sh- sure. Let's try to de-escalate this situation. We'll see how that goes. To stroke his ego and play up on the crowd. Finn will play into the smug on smug here. He'll take a step forward, now being further than Smoot towards this man. As you step forward, you realize that whatever this thing is affecting you does not seem to be going away. Yeah, I, I mean, this I'll, uh, I'll wake up in a, a cold sweat 20 years from now being frightened. <laughs> we literally just time skip 20 years later, and then we find out... <gasps> The effect wore off. As you step forward, he continues talking, ignoring your presence entirely. Now, what shall we do with you? Shall we make a game of this? Or handle this the way it is meant to be? I always love a good challenge. Charles, shut up. Oh, tis the place for a spectacle, is it not? You can see that he tilts his head slightly, and you get the sense 
that he must be smiling. Oh, like his helmet shifts like by a centimeter? Yeah, just a slight tilt. <laughs> we don't even know who we're addressing. And you would be... I am Revenant, Order Knight to His Majesty and Right Hand of the Law. When Revenant says his name and his title, you can hear that the crowd seems uncomfortable with murmurs that wash over them. And you actually can tell that there are some people who are beginning to just leave the Coliseum. Uh, Finn will take another step forward. And I am Finnevere of Veer. He made a bad decision, Quinn. Let it happen. It's too late. So. I told you to get the foot out of my mouth. <laughs> Why don't put your foot in the, my mouth, too? The conversation is out of current level. You got to meet someone where they are. Or de-escalate. You hear as two red guards seem to jump down from the top portion of the Colosseum bench area right above the pit, right next to the drake on either side. The beast doesn't seem to stir. Instead, it just kind of stares straight ahead towards Revenant, its tongue flicking in and out, occasionally tickling against Selrak's ankles. But after a moment, you hear some commands being given by these red guards who seem to usher this creature to back itself into the tunnel behind it. And there's almost a sigh of relief in the crowd until Revenant speaks again. My duty as the Order Knight dictates that I should have you arrested and tried for sedition, but I have much that I want, and there are much better uses for you. And he says this last part quiet enough that the crowd cannot hear, but is pointed directly towards you, Charles. Let me warn you want him. I just need to be tapped off. Someone give me a big sword. Where's my big sword? <laughs> Did you want a hype man? Finnevere, you're in charge of this conversation. Okay. You hear from behind you from Balin, do not fight him. We are not in a position for this. There's a lot more of them than there is of us. Uh, no, don't see too much way out of this. <clears throat> Making any and all suggestions. <clears throat> you have a few moments to make a decision on what you're going to do before something else happens. I mean, our most generous plea is, we're new in town. We didn't know what was going on. We just want to make things exciting. All right. So, gentlemen, what do you do? The two red guard behind you that have ushered the large beast back into the tunnel are now standing behind you with their own weapons drawn. Well, it seems that Festive times for all have been had. Maybe this is a bit of a, a misunderstanding. I'm sure no one wants the unnecessary loss of life here. So we could just maybe recoup on a Thursday. Recoup <laughs> on a Thursday. Have, have a good... Just put a pin in it for put now. Put a pin in it for now. Benavir, please roll a diplomacy check. The most important diplomacy check of your life. <laughs> a? A? Hey. That is a 31 for a diplomacy. <laughs> All right. Finnevere, your words seem to have some effect on the Order Knight before you. He seems somewhat disappointed in your diplomacy, but at the same time, he considers them. Well, it's further than I thought we'd get. Consideration. Yeah, consideration. Not and he, you see, is like there's like this almost anime dejected sigh, like a puff of air. <sighs> I can kill Joy. <laughs> Very well, if you would come quietly, then your sentence will be more more lenient. Uh, Finn looks at Smoot, Smoot Rack. 
Uh, is he <laughs> resisting arrest? That's a great question, Charles Smoot. Is Selrak resisting? Oh, yeah, no. I'm it's sorry. Selrak. There is a mistake that has been made. I need you. Make a will save. To make a very particular will save. Oh, yeah. Against Selrak's will. You are at oh, negatives aware. for oh, this. I'm, I'm, I'm keenly aware if I found out where my will was. Yeah, I brought... <laughs> Dice tell jokes! They love a good story! Right. Okay. This is bad. No, it's great! Um, and the dice have spoken. I don't have to choose anything. The dice have told me what's happening. You literally don't have to choose anything. No! You uh, have chosen... No, no, no. Fate has chosen violence with a critical failure on my will save to stop from attempting to murder this man. Well, it's really not even your save, but rather somebody else's. Someone who gave you very specific words about what needed to happen. That is a critical failure. Growing tired of all of the words being spoken with no action taken, Selrak overwhelms your own will, and you feel yourself slipping into an unconscious state, and you're no longer you right now. But Selrak stands, looking at the night, and he launches himself at the night. With the black sword that he has made with his own body, he swings it down. Please roll his to hit. Uh, I highly doubt a 20 hits. No. So that's two swings, two misses. Selrak charges towards Revenant and swings down with his large sword. It seems to just bounce off of his armor. And he was in the middle of saying, if you would come quietly, and he just continues talking to Finnevere at that moment. And then he flicks his helmet towards Selrak. And you see as he unsheathed at his side, a large bastard sword. As he swings out the sword in one swoop, he cleaves through a large portion of Selrak's flesh, reaching almost to your core. You take 33 damage. From below you, where the two men were that Kelsey was attending to, you hear as she shouts to you, Stop! This is not good! Stop it, Mr. Finnevere! Yeah, you could hit me. You just gotta knock me out of Solrak one. I don't know that that works. What else would you try and do if Kelsey said stop him? He would go up and try to grab his arm or something if he can, just grab his waist and go, Stop, you fool! Uh, so you have to roll and you have to beat a 26. Feeling particularly motivated, he still is just shy. At 24. Huh. Blast, you confounded old fool! I like the image of Finnevere, like, trying to tackle at him, but he's just, like, draped onto his waist, and Sarek's still, like, walking forward. We need to go! This one's mine. Yeah. Who even are you right now? Kelsey is in danger. Valen's in danger. I'm in danger. This is too much for us. Damn it, Charles! Not now, please! I guess I'll be rolling a new will save on my turn, but... Um, what was your... Crit fail. No. Charles Smoot, when Charles... And I think we talked about this. When Charles Smoot crit fails, he's out for a full day. Unless the symbiote is knocked out. Does Valen do anything besides saying, No, don't do that. No, he can't act. Uh, he is currently being manacled. Oh, that's fine. What a nerd. Does anyone else do anything before Charles gets another turn to attack? Well, technically, Charles... He only made one attack. Revenant smirks and slashes his sword once again across your chest, bearing into the exoskeleton of this creature. 
into Charles Smoot himself. As Revenant cuts through your symbiote, it retracts in your body with a horrifying scream of anger and anguish. And Finn, you feel yourself grasping Charles Smoot, but you feel this heavy trickle of a warm substance down the front over your own arms. As Charles' size also decreases back to what it originally was, he is a heavy man, and your arms are wrapped around him. Oh, gosh. Does he fall limp? He doesn't fall limp. He's not unconscious. He actually comes back to consciousness. I'm more conscious now than I was before. Charles, you are hurt suddenly. Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm back. We're, we're, all, we're all dandy. Well, it's been a good run. Well, sir, I certainly hope that was entertaining. It's been a grand old time. Well, I have to do it again sometime. Revenant walks towards you, and you can see that, again, there seems to be just this odd pep in his step as he comes towards you. And he grabs your wrist. Finn, are you still holding on to Charles, like, around his waist? Oh, no, no, he's actually, like, under his arm, like, making sure he's propped up. Okay, okay. So I, I imagine that as Charles said that, he started to turn away with, like, Finn as they start to walk back to, like, Valen and Kelsey. But Revenant grabs Charles's like, left wrist as he's leaving. Sure. As you guys are turning to walk towards the Red Guard who are waiting there in a very strange manner, patiently... With manacles ready, it seems they didn't have much concern about what could have happened regardless. He grabs your wrist, Charles, and you feel this crushing force travel through your bone. He doesn't break anything, but there's intention behind it. And he just tilts his head. Yes, I'm sure we'll have good use for you. And he gestures with his head towards one of the Red Guard. Take them. And be sure to put this one in a proper cell. I'll see you soon. Then I'll say quietly and close, I'll find you. Oh, is this like a, a me-only thing? Well, this whole mess is a you-only thing, but well, at least it was. You kind of jumped in here, too. Why, why did you jump in here? Because you were going to die, Smoot. I, mean, I couldn't let that happen. Injured, yeah. I'm not feeling very dead right now. Yeah, that's because we came in. If not a- Did you defuse the situation well? I mean, we're not dead right now, but it's more like a postponed kind of thing, so... So it's a, so it's a dead later. Dead later, maybe. Can we push it to Thursday? People are putting your manacles on as you're having this conversation. Thursday's generally a pretty good day to die. Oh, yesterday was... So it like, next Thursday? What is today? It's all kind of foggy right now, I gotta be honest. We were told right after we got off the ship. That was like an hour ago or two. Or few. Wasn't it? Did we not sleep since then? It's been a day. Oh, I remember waiting in line. Not really getting much food. I think they have good food here. If they have health care, they better have good rations. If they have good health. All right, all right. So, you are all escorted into the Coliseum underground. And... Revenant doesn't follow after you, but you hear as he starts to give a sort of speech in the middle of the Coliseum. My sincerest apologies, ladies and gentlemen. We shall now continue with the next of the gladiator fights. And the crowd seems to begin chanting as if on cue. But you now find yourselves. Oh, what? Why do they get nice cells with beds? 
I don't get a nice cell with a bed. Why does Jaden get a little writing desk? Oh, Valen's gonna be so upset. Jaden has a nicer room than him now. Is Jaden the only one that actually has a toilet too? Everyone else just has buckets. I'm just admiring the beautiful handiwork. I just gotta soak it all in. Make sure you rub it in to Valen that you have a nicer room than him. You know, back in the days of session like negative three, I pictured this scene. All of us in jail? <laughs> yeah. I mean, every every adventurer's tale has to end in prison sometime. Like you got it. This is our prison episode. It's over, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it over? Benavira is just solemnly singing in the corner. So now that Gwyn has spoiled the setup, let me describe how you got here then. You were all taken underneath of the Colosseum, where you hear the roar of the crowd overhead. And as you were walking through the gate, that you are led through the gate where the large drake had been ushered back through, and you find yourself walking down a long and dark tunnel with sconces along the walls. The air is musty and very heavily filled with smoke, making it somewhat difficult to breathe. And as you are walking through this tunnel, you see that there are several people who are going towards this entrance and they seem to be geared with weapons of many different sorts, and they themselves being of various sizes and creeds. And you can hear them just as they're talking, and they look at you as you walk by. One stares at you for a particularly long period of time, a man with barely any clothes covering himself, but he seems to be wearing a sort of like loincloth outfit and a helmet appearing to be some sort of gladiator that fights in this arena. Make a perception check. Oh, I like those. I like them a lot more than Jaden. Uh, that is an 18 for Finn. And a 27 for Charles Smoot. I'd also like to point out, additionally, as you leave the Revenant's presence, you feel as your fear begins to abate. Although you have more fears growing, but that sensation you had of terror has faded. You're no longer frightened one. But with those perceptions, Finnevere, you are mostly focused on the tunnel head, getting a brief glimpse of these gladiators walking by. But Charles, this gladiator that looks at you, you can tell that sort of stops as if he wants to say something to you, but is unable simply probably because you are being escorted by Redguard and just seems to hesitate for a moment before he turns away, shaking his head and walking back out towards the Coliseum itself. If I can, I would like to not say anything, Okay. but like look at him knowingly to let him know that I see he wants to talk to me. Just acknowledging that with eye contact. I would like to let him know that I know that right. he knows. Correct. Oh, yes. Like if you've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist where the two men make friends because of their muscles. Right. <laughs> it's that, but with eye contact. It's all about body language. You look at his eyes, making this knowledge you hope clear, or this information clear. Strangely, you see that in his eyes, there seems to be a sort of sadness there. Oh, he wanted to fight you too. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's just disappointed, like, oh, I don't get to kick the old guy's butt. It's like everyone's hitting on you, but it's they want to fight you. Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. When you guys are brought into the underground Colosseum area. You're walking sort of like in a lineup. Kelsey is actually in a separated group behind you along with the two other prisoners for the time being. 
But the guards are mostly just walking forward. There's one that is like behind you, kind of looking around. The other one is ahead. You have a little bit of time. If you have anything on your person, you would like to hide or stow away because... Even though we have manacles on? You could try and hide or stow away. I'm pretty sure we left everything before we came here. Everything? Everything. What do you still have? I have my really nice magic dagger, and I don't know if it poofs back to me at, like, miraculous distance. You left your weapons and stuff. Correct. Yeah. But you have other things on you is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, like a medical bag. So whatever is in your inventory that isn't, like, a weapon that you would have left is what you have currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you would try or would have already stowed away that your character would probably try to keep hidden if he was to be captured again. For example, Finevere, you've already been arrested once and you experienced that. Would Finevere have tried to stow anything Uh, away? Your things are going to be taken away from you. When you're put into the cell, they're going to take your stuff. So, Finn keeps his hair up in a ponytail held up by a pin and that pin is actually a lockpick. So, you would need to make, and this is going to be at a bonus, you're going to make a disguise check and that'll be the check that it would take for them to figure out or find something while they're distracted and not paying attention charles smith's just gonna drink a moderate health potion okay go ahead and roll that thievery check for your sleight of hand they're gonna need a crit oh i think she's talking about me too to see if uh oh oh yeah we're gonna need a crit well now we roll well the dice have told the, the story. The dice have told the story. So yeah, Charles Smoot uh, is getting away with drinking his health potion, and at least he's going to be partially healed. Yeah, Charles Smoot kind of like starts itching his side and scratches as he lifts up the uh, bottle. How strange. Pops a cork with his teeth. I heal for 21 HP. Kind of drinks it out of the side of his mouth. And you do heal. Uh, and Finnevere, what was that disguise for your lock picking set which is disguised in your hair as hair clips that's a 34 hot wheels beat that <laughs> hot wheels <laughs> if there's enough time we'd also like to try to hide that deck of cards you could attempt so since it's not something you would have hidden normally let's do a thievery slate of hand check another 34 Benavir's just like just expertly just slips through his shirt into a hidden pouch we don't think they're gonna take my shoes do they we don't know. I don't know. My shoes were burned. Your shoes were burned? <laughs> My shoes were burned. Who burned your shoes? My grandfather. Okay, yeah, but he's a little, like, he's a particular individual. We're in a particular nation. <laughs> I think your grandfather would like it here. I, I think he does. I wouldn't be surprised to find him here one day. That's that's all I got. Maybe huh? he's the Red King. Maybe he's, he's grumpy enough. Where would you have hidden them? You tell me with that 34. I think he was able to slide it down his shirt, down to his waist, where it doesn't look like an unnecessary bulge by comparison. It's a bulge <laughs> that's supposed to be there. <laughs> uh, we're like, ah, I'm not touching that area. Not with a 10-foot bulge. Oh, man, they don't cavity check here. That's good. Hey, <laughs> give me some ideas. I know where to put that health potion. It's a suppository. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> So you guys entered in through a long hallway, which then led into the interior underground of the Coliseum. And you were led down a secondary hallway where at the end of it, you see that there is a 
winch and a actual sort of elevator, which it looks like is used to lift up larger beasts, where on the field there was actually trapdoors where they could release creatures as well. In the distance, you hear the lumbering of a very large Toda as it grumbles, and you can hear yourselves getting closer to it. You are led through a large iron gate, and on your right as you enter, you see that there seems to be a large cage of sorts, which is currently empty. And there is a very particular musky odor in here that reminds you of the swamps when you were in Ashby. Mm. Those uh, bring up distinct froggy-themed <laughs> memories. So they begin taking you down the hallway further in, and you can hear that this place seems to have various creatures within, and it is before your cells, before you get there, that you are actually frisked, so I'm going to roll their perception to see if they can find anything on you. Good luck, boys. May the dice forever be in your favor. And if not, it's not my well, fault. Well, I'm not trying to hide anything. I already drank the health potion. Well, no. Well, certain a certain individuals... Certain individuals, yeah. yeah. Enough, and you good. They blind. They got cataracts. They've cataracts bad enough to not realize that my wristband was important? So they begin taking your things off of you, mostly any equipment or items you had, such as your bag. You're usually... You're, you're left mostly with your clothes. Um, Am I left with my shoes? Well, if they didn't realize the wristband was important, they might have just taken the knife, and they might be able to summon it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. They did take your dagger of returning. Strangely enough, though, it, it almost seems resistant to be pulled away from you, and you see them struggling with this, looking very confused. Did you keep your secret emblems on you? No, 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 no. We, we talked about that. Yeah, we explicitly yeah, hid that yeah. with our weapons. Okay, just wanted yeah. to make sure. Cerulean is... Um, very seeker. <laughs> He's a very incriminating elk right He's now. He's a very incriminating elk right now. He has a significant amount of damning evidence. He has weapons, seeker emblems. Like, it just paints a very bad message. A handwritten letter about how we want to murder the king. And it's just, they find this elk and they're just like, either whose elk is this or this is the most dangerous elk we've ever met. <laughs> is this really an elk? This elk. Me. <laughs> <laughs> It's never convenient to take him anywhere. You asked if they took your shoes. My shoes? Did they take anyone else's shoes? They may not like you, but we'll, 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 it's a 50-50 shot for everybody. You if roll they take for one, everybody's shoes? Everybody's shoes. <laughs> so like half of us will have shoes. The you other all half. lose your shoes. We all lose our shoes. Why our shoes specifically? I feel like we're being targeted. Well, you kept asking if they take your shoes. It's a great place to hide things, so they take your shoes. No shirt, no shoes, no freedom. Also, yeah, who wants to run out of this place without their shoes, clearly? These aren't my escaping shoes. <sighs> they were, in fact, my boots of burrowing. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we lose our shoes. You it was meant shoes. to happen. We were meant to lose. They, they gave us prison clothes. They took all of our clothes. They gave us prison clothes. They didn't give you prison clothes. They just took your shoes. Just the shoes? Just to spite you. Just to spite me. Just his shoes. Just my shoes, honestly. So all of your things are taken, and you can see that they're kind of thrown into a pile in a back room, which looks like a storage room of sorts, where there seems to be food and other piles of other people's clothing Ooh, and other possessions. Stuff? And you see that there are two chests in that room. And then you are all taken down. You pass by um, a cell on your right, which seems to be somewhat askew. And there is some blood in there that you can see. There are two guards. 
that escort you down here. And you are each separated out into your own cell. Does it take time? Is it just like one individual at a time? Because there's only two guards and four of us. Would I have a moment to talk to Fen? Sure. After you guys are frisked and all of your items taken that they were able to find on you, you are each sort of split up, with them taking Kelsey and Valen off to the right in a narrow passage where you see that they are locked up into two separate cells across from each other. Um, You two have a moment to talk to each other, but there is a guard that is kind of near you, keeping an eye on you. So I roll stealth to whisper? You can try and whisper. Right, Ben. Really good at hitting things, but I'm going to leave it up to you to get us out of here. You know, you get us in trouble, you get us out of trouble. Oh, yeah, well, I certainly have my work cut out for me. I believe you. If you need me to hit something, just come and get me, and I can do that thing. You you do do that thing, for better or for worse. As you're having this conversation, you just hear, as the guard that was near you kind of walks over, shut up, you both. You, inside. He gestures to you, Finnevere, and points to a cell that is on your left, which has two beds in it. Charles Smoot starts walking over there, because there's a second bed. Oh, no, not you. We have a special place for you. Oh, I get the luxury suite? Oh, but of course, anything for the guest of the Order Knight. <laughs> oh, look at that, Finn. I got upgraded to first class, no charge. <laughs> <laughs> so, Finn, you're um, kind of just like pushed into this cell, which you see that there is a table, an old book, a quill, and a piece of paper that is just kind of left there. And you have a toilet. Look, Smoot, I can finally write my memoirs. Or like our obituaries. Well, it's that's about the same thing at this point. That's really dark. You hear as soon as Kelsey's voice just echoes. Oh, sorry, that was the cope talking. Yes, Kelsey, it is very dark in here. Can we get some light in here? Can I get a candle? I can't see the page. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll see if they have candles in first class. So, Charles, you are led down the hall, and you are quite abruptly turned right. You just hear as the guard kind of chuckles, Well, here we are. And he just gestures to a very small cell on your right, where you see that there are chains on the wall. I mean, yeah, here here we are. After you. Oh, no, please, by all means. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know why you want to stop by the storage closet on the way to my room, but... uh... He just kind of sighs, get in, and he kind of just bangs you on your back with his gun shoving you into the room. Can I roll a save to not be moved? (laughs) To be very stalwart? And then, like, after we both acknowledge that I'm not moving, I will, like, fake stumble forward. Well, that's only if you succeed. Right, yeah. um, He's trying to reposition you. Right. So I guess that's a a check. I guess that's against my athletics, DC. Let's see if he gets that 27. Yeah, he does have to hit it. I am a master in athletics. He gives you a good shove on the back with with his weapon, and you do manage to just kind of like stand still. You feel a little bit of shift in your weight, but you kind of just straighten back up, shaking it off. Just get in the cage. And then I like stumble forward as if I was pushed really hard. Oh, Oh, no. I'm going to enjoy this. And he just walks in after you, and the other guard comes around the corner. You okay, Tim? Yeah, I'm fine. We're all good here. And he kind of just takes your hands and shifts them back into the chains that are against the wall. And you are chained to the wall. Your room, sir. He steps out. 
closing the door behind him. Nice. Got a sound effect ready. It worked. <laughs> Good job. You're all in your separate areas. So what do you do? Charles, I hope you enjoy yourself. <laughs> I, I just try shouting down the hall because I know I'm not that far from everyone. Ben, do you know how to play the harmonica? <laughs> Picks up a blade of grass. One of the guards walks over and taps against your cell. Shut up. This is just temporary. Until Revenant decides where he's going to move you. In the Coliseum shadow. Defeat's better taste. Blues in our hearts. We've fallen from grace. It's all Smoot's fault. This disaster we dwell. In this Coliseum script. With no tales to tell. <laughs> you just hear like a heavy sigh in the background. <sighs> See, you thought I was stuck in here with you. No, no, no. You're stuck in here with me. Yeah, Char Charles is just shouting this across the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like pulling up against his chains, <laughs> rattling them, being indignant. Well, how's first class, genius? There are three beds? Oh, you have no idea. It's like a California king. There's a waterfall in here. I think I see a cotton candy machine. Ah, uh, but do you have a candle? Because I don't have a candle. Ah, uh, candles, Finn. I got electric lights, man. They've even got plumbing. So you thought healthcare was the only good thing these people had. You may take my life. You may take my freedom. You will never take my sense of humor. So do they stay in here with us? Do they stay in the rooms with you? Yeah. They're not staying in the rooms with you. It must be our charismatic attitude. They just can't handle it. But when the guard walked away from putting me in the cell, did he walk up past it? From where you were, he walked to the right, left. Dang it. Okay. So if you're looking at him, not based on the map's orientation, uh -huh. based on Charles Smoot in the cell, yeah. facing him, right. he walked to your right. My right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. He walked off, not back towards the party. Yes. <gasps> and then he comes back and then walks right back on you. <laughs> <laughs> here. from where you are in your room, your cell, you see that there are some very thick, sturdy metal bars. And you can see kind of across in the upper left corner from where you are, that room that you had passed by where you notice that furniture had been broken and things had been thrown around as if a fight had occurred there. You get a very partial and poor view of the hallway where you saw Kelsey and Valen taken to. And that's what you see. And meanwhile, Charles, who is in his tiny little cell all by himself, sees a wall in front of him and some torches. I do have light. You do see that there seems to be a cart, Charles, outside of your room to your right, and there is a strange odor wafting in the air. Finn, for you, you have two beds in your room, the desk, and you also have the toilet. What do you guys do? Uh, probably good to take inventory. Like, if there's pages there, he's going to try to get what little light he can from that sconce, try to see if there's anything on it. Okay. Basically, he's going to scour his room for just any extra useful bits of information, if possible, while he's thinking about what the plan of action is. So you look at the page that's on the table, and it does seem to have something written there. There is only one note 
however, one page. The note seems like it is a solemn goodbye. Reading something along the lines of, My dearest Elizabeth, I regret that we shall not be able to see each other again. For the betterment of our kingdom and this society, I will give my life. Though I know you don't agree with all of my actions, and, well, in all honesty, I do have to consider if I have made the right choice. However, I know that my death will not be in vain. And then there seems to be some sort of strange sentence structure below that. You can tell that this strange sentence structure on the next paragraph seems to contain a hidden message. You could roll a society check to see if you can decipher the meaning in the message. Pretty decent. 26. Reading through this note, you can tell that this person must have been one of the revolutionaries that was sentenced to be executed today. It did seem, however, that there was no name left on the note as there is a long scribble like at the end as if this person was dragged off while trying to finish the note. However, within its contents, you can tell that the reason this person seems confident is that there must be some sort of trump card that the revolutionaries have. He doesn't detail much about it, but it is mentioned that there is something they have that the king wants. Hmm. So it can't be that he was hoping to be rescued by this trump card, unless the my death will not be in vain is contradictory. I'll just take this as a save it for later. All right. I guess uh, we'll, we'll pocket that. Um, I'll try and like yank at these chains, dealing unarmed strike damage, I guess. May I roll unarmed strike against the chains to see if I can kind of like yank them loose? You may attempt to do so. It's 10 damage. It seems that you are unable to break these easily and that they are resistant to the damage that you're causing, though you do feel that there's just slight give, but it would take a while if you wanted to break these it, you end up probably hurting yourself doing so. Yeah, I mean, Charles Smith would have nothing better to do as there's literally nothing in his cell. Okay. I do suppose there's one other thing he could do. Though I don't know how responsive he will be as he was forcibly removed, in essence. You mean Selrak? Charles Smoot is going to attempt to meditate on his connection with his symbiote. Okay. Charles Smoot, you begin to try and delve deeper into yourself. Roll a will save. 16 for Charles Smoot. Selrak got slapped around silly. I'm sure he's unconscious. You reach deep within yourself searching for the creature that you have come to know as Selrak. You feel that he is there, but he's not responding to your pull. You feel as though he is dormant currently, and it might take him a day or so to recover. Selrak, go away. Gosh, Mom. He's very pouty right now. I just want to talk. Go away. Not feeling up to it right now. Just give me a minute, like a day or two. If you would like to persist, you could attempt um, to push the roll, and you would roll again. Um, yeah, I guess there's nothing better. There, there can be drawbacks depending on what you do. I'll try it once, and we'll see what the consequences are. Listen, when someone tells you to go away, clearly the answer is to just break into their room and talk to them anyways. 23 on Charles Smith's will. That's just shy. Oh, that's so unfortunate. Um, okay, so... You push deeper into yourself, attempting to force a connection with Selrak, 
and he continues to not respond. However, as you push deeper into the connection, you feel yourself begin to become lost within you, falling into the blackness, and it begins trying to swallow you and absorb your health as if to force recovery, but you pull yourself out immediately, gasping for air. If it was a critical failure, it would have been very, very bad for you. All right, Finavir. At some point, you just hear Valen go, did anyone else get a bucket? I've got a really nice bucket in here. They even have, like, straw next to it. Wait, I just have a bucket. Well, you can't have mine. I can't or I can't. I, I couldn't understand you. There's some some sort of barrier between us? Like uh, a wall? No, my bucket's my bucket. As he'll kind of chit-chat as he's eyeing left and eyeing right. You hear that there's some chuckling nearby your cell, close to the right, but there is a wall between you and the sound, and you can't really see anybody directly from where you're standing, but... He's gonna, like, go to the edges of the cell and see all the way as up as he can and as down as he can. Alright, so yeah, it looks like there's someone who can see him. So, as long as that's possible, there's no breaking out of this door. Finnevir, you can tell that this person that you can see from your cell up in the northern area doesn't seem to stay there for very long and actually seems to be making around. Just walking by everybody's cells, looks at you, and then just keeps walking by. Hey. Shut up. <laughs> and then he walks by Charles' cell, walking by him, looks at Charles, <laughs> and then walks away. Ow, god damn, oh, stupid wagon. <laughs> just to make sure I'm not blind. There are two beds in here. There is are. there anyone in either of those beds? There is not. There is a toilet, two beds, a desk, a chair, a quill, some ink. Did you check to see if anyone was in the oh, toilet? Oh, and a plate that's empty. It has a spoon. You know, just so I'll never live it down. It's a spoon. Oh, it's a spoon. I know my wife would be upset if I didn't leave with that spoon. <laughs> she's gonna I think me. she's going to be upset that we mentioned her in relation to spoons. <laughs> no, no, no. That's her thing. She's proud of it. I think she got explicitly mad by the fact that that's the only thing we ever remember about her. Before I attempt this, just because it's been said a suspicious number of times, final perception check the toilet. Oh. How clean is it? <laughs> Does anyone have a bucket? I have a bucket. Um, so Finn, you walk over to the toilet and you take a look at it. Please roll your perception check. Oh, yes. The, my favorite is perception check of this whole campaign. Not one! The dice tell a great story. This toilet is disgusting. It looks like it hasn't been emptied yet and there is feces in the bottom that you can see and smell as you get closer to it and you see as you, you actually hear the flies. Nope. Didn't have to go that bad anyway. Uh, so he'll go walk over to the door all nonchalant sly-like and start itching his hair. And his, I also have a bucket. As he kind of slips out his hairpin, a.k.a. lockpick, and he'll just start feeling around those cylinders, uh, seeing if we can get a few pins to behave. This is the lockpicking pin of air. Uh, we have a Redguard SR2. <laughs> Looks like we have a click on one. All right, so Finnevir would like to attempt to pick a lock. <laughs> the dice don't want Finnevir to pick a lock. And it looks like we got a full set on two. Finnevir, 
this is really bad because I'm pretty sure that means that's a critical failure. You break your lockpicking tools. That's and your lockpicking isn't bad either. Nah, no, it's just he rolled a two. He has a plus thirteen to the check. Oh wait, hold on. That might not be a critical failure for lockpicking. I saw the two and was like, huh. Hold on. Let me double check that for you. Let me double check that for you, Jaden. If it is a critical failure, his tools do break. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's not a critical failure for this one. As you fumble around with your lock, you hear as the pins inside are kind of like jiggling around a little bit. You can hear as the guards are enjoying a very rowdy game of go fish currently. Huh, go trout. Go trout. No, you go trout. I'll go salmon. You can tell that this appears to be a simple lock, but... It's going to take some time for you to pick the lock. You can attempt to do so again. <laughs> Sorry, listening viewers. I, I'm really could. interested to see for the viewers at home, that was a negative crit. We've had three nat ones tonight. You're not meant to leave. You're not meant to see what's in here, but you're also not meant to go anywhere else. Oh, yeah. uh, Neg grip for a total of 14. Oh, beautiful. Um, So, Finnevere, you begin putting some extra pressure on this lock. You're like, oh, I think I got it. I think I got it. And as you do so, you feel as your lockpick breaks and actually part of it gets flung off and does like a swir- like a twirling spin and lands in the toilet. That's yeah, a long distance away. You managed to get that thing that sucker like a good 15 feet. It needed pressure. <laughs> it needed pressure. Don't got mending no more. And you don't got lockpicks no more either, <laughs> bud. Uh, nope. He's going to get a distance away from the bars now that the sound has been made. Oh, spooky. Huh? What was that? I think I heard something. So as he hears someone coming by, he'll like, uh, Go over and he'll sit on the pot. As the, the guard comes over, he looks him straight in the eyes while he's sitting on the pot. Hey. <laughs> With your pants up? No, no, he's, he's not yet. <laughs> he dropped them. I mean, things are like, you know, generally covered because, you know, clothes are bulky, but he, he's definitely sitting as if to go. Since he hastily pulled his pants down, did his deck of playing cards fall in the pot? Oh, Finnevere, you pull your pants down and in your haste... You feel something slip out from your pants. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> it's not a turd. <laughs> there are many things it could be. None of them sound good until you say what it is. Nevertheless, <laughs> under his breath, crap. <laughs> <laughs> a crap did fall out. You just let one slip. <laughs> and he stares at the guard. The guard stares at you. And he hears the plop. And he's like, oh, oh sorry. And he walks back away. <laughs> that actually worked out. <laughs> Would you like to go and fish your deck of cards out? No, oh, so carefully. We'll, we'll be back with Finnevere Beer in a second as he is... <laughs> He's playing his own type of go fish. Game of Thrones over here. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Charles. Charles, you're in the... You're in your little room. Uh, he's just very persistently, yeah, just trying to do so forcefully, but, like, not to make too much noise. Oh, it's making a lot of noise. <laughs> It's making a lot of noise, unfortunately, for you. Uh, You can continue to roll some damage if you would like, but it is making noise. You can feel the manacles digging into your wrists, and you're taking, like, a a singular point of non-lethal damage. Charles is determined. Like, even just to send the message that I am here willing, like, 
I choose to be here. You're not restraining. Eight damage, nine damage. So you're just going to subtract five from each of these, and that's oh. your damage to this. So yeah, I literally can't not damage it. It's just my minimum damage is going to be two. So in, uh, inevitable, like I'm slowly whittling away. Eventually it's going to get. You do feel, as the guard that has been making a round, kind of like walks by, Finnevere's just stops. He stops and looks at Finnevere digging in the toilet. What are you doing in there? Oh, um, oh sick. We got any greens down here? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he just runs away making his way back around. And as he finally makes that second or third pass at this point, Charles, you're just sitting there with one arm, kind of like off the wall. Chain's still attached, but there's a giant cinder block that is broken off the wall along with the chain. Resting my arm on my chin. What? How did you? (sighs) Nope, nope. Temporary. It's just temporary. Temporary self. Any idea when the revenant will be around? What? He comes back as he was walking away and tripped over the thing, which is very much blocked in. Wagon. Wagon. What? Do, do, do things. Just, just for posterity. Right. Do we have a time frame on when revenant will be around? After the games. How long do those usually take? The day. <sighs> Why don't you just move the wagon out of your way? There's nowhere else to move it. Out of the way? You've stubbed your toe like three times. And what's to you? Well, like, listen, I might be here behind bars, imprisoned by you, but that doesn't mean I don't care. Roll diplomacy. (laughs) I swear, (laughs) it's like I get a nat 20 on this when Jaden's been rolling twos. Oh, hey. 21 for Charles Smooth. He kind of pauses for a second. And even through his masked face. You can tell that he's sort of thinking. Maybe I should move the wagon. Is there a wagon in your life? Keep (laughs) stubbing your toe on. Just move it. After a moment, a very brief moment, he shakes his head. Thanks. So many people say that sort of thing. And he just kind of... You know, like, I literally have nothing better to do. If you just like everyone to like swing by and talk. He kind of turns back to you. About what? I don't know, like life how's it going man like you just hear in the background from kelsey i also have a bucket what is this for kelsey you pee in it okay (laughs) like i'm sorry did someone need to break this to you have you never been on a long car ride and all you've had is a bottle of water i am a woman okay so squat you shout this as this guy's standing there see i'm a problem solver But I really care about those around me. So like, I, I'm really good at taking on burdens. If there's just anything, like, I'm probably going to be executed. What does it matter if a dead man heals your tales of woe? Yeah, yeah, right. He just kind of stands there pondering. Right, right. And he turns away from you. I have, I have to get back to work. And he continues his route. Well, I, I guess stepping I... Stepping around the wagon. All right, I'll see you next lap. Vinavir. Somewhere on the inside for Smoot. I'm proud of you, son. You made change in your life. All right, so yeah, one thing's going to happen immediately, and it's to those bed sheets. One's going to get ripped off into a cloth, so I have uh, material to tide to woe my deck of cards, because I ain't carrying around that type of unclean. Vinavir, what are you doing? 
You can see Kelsey from across, and she's looking at you. Uh, Finn, like, takes a swift step to the side and, like, straightens up his belt and such. And <laughs> I didn't know you could see me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still on this bucket thing. Do you have a bucket or a toilet? They're waste buckets. It was c- coping banter. As he's talking, he is also, like, moving to his next objective, which mm-hmm. is to try to see if he could fashion something out of that pen to lockpick. Are you going to get the deck of cards? Oh, yeah, on. yeah. I, I thought he got the deck of cards no, and no, then no, he no. cleaned it off. Roll another perception check. Oh. There's something in the toilet, and it's just you keep missing it. Don't roll a two. Good job! <gasps> not a two! Oh, yeah. 25 is definitely not a two. Finnevere, after you've wrapped your hand sufficiently enough, you start, like, reaching your hand down, rummaging through the feces, and you grab for your cards, but the cloth is blocking your sense of what you're grabbing. And as you shovel around this stuff, you kind of catch a glimpse of your cards, but you see something kind of glinting off of the firelight inside of the bucket. What the devil? Is it a massive tongue? I'm sorry. (laughs) Is it solid or liquid? (laughs) (laughs) I think I need more greens. As he fishes it out and tries to figure out what's the heck. Okay. As you reach into la toilette, (laughs) why are you dying? There's no good way of putting this. You just literally... (laughs) This is the toilet episode. This is the toilet episode. It's not the prison episode. This is the toilet episode. I... You reach in and fish around for the seeing the glint. You grab at it, trying to figure out what it is. And as you grasp your hand around it, firmly grasp it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you pull out what looks like a key, a molded key at least. It doesn't look like the original, but somebody stowed this here for some reason. How in the... Somebody swallowed what? it. Uh, <laughs> I, he is going to carefully set that to the side for a second continue for his cards <laughs> the, the priority the actual priority <laughs> another perception check what kind of flop was this oh no you know I don't want the, I don't need the details Finn gets those <laughs> details the audience at home it is as you imagine it to be bad so Finnevere you pull out your deck of cards which um, are thoroughly ruined at this point no 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 tight to woe you could attempt your tide to woe. Yeah, There's you, a feather over there you could duh, tie, no, tie to. No, we, we, we use the, the, the we, we, we turn the bed sheet into rags, which are a spell component for Jade, tide to the woe. the bed sheet's already covered in poop. I'm kidding. No, there's a second bed sheet. <laughs> oh, you know, you find a less soiled part and you use that for the sure. component. <laughs> okay. So you, um. Tide to woe this, tied to woe my, my clothes, tied to woe my soul. Tied to woe my soul. Tied to woe my memories. Hold on, that needs to be a shirt. I'll make a t-shirt, guys. Tied to woe your soul. So you clean your cards, feeling refreshed. And as you are doing this, though, you hear as one of the guards kind of gets up from the chair, scooting it back. And he seems to walk just in your view. And he goes north temporarily. I don't know what I just watched, but ew. Uh, If Kelsey can see me, Finn will make eye contact, make the shush finger over his lips, and then hold up the key and then palm it after a moment. She nods her head. Um, You can actually see Valen as you go over towards the door, and he's kind of like looking too, trying to see what's going on. He sees you and he's like... Oh, he nods. Okay. Yeah. He gives you a thumbs up. 
a habit he's picked up from Kelsey. All right. Finn will try to wait for the right moment and try to very carefully unlock the door. And Well, it's assuming this key's for this door. Oh, yeah, I know. He, I say he's going to try to unlock this door. So, Finn, you attempt to unlock this door. Go ahead and roll a perception check and then give me a thievery check. Uh, so that's 20. Um, what was your perception? Uh, my perception was 27 for his perception. So you wait for the right moment, which is about 30 minutes later after you've monitored the pattern of the guard who has been making his rounds. You feel that there is an opening that you could maybe try and sneak out through. I think Finn's going to try to make something that could, on chance, buy him a moment. Don't poop on the floor. No. <laughs> it's very readily available. I don't know how much rag I have left to tie to woe, and my soul's clean, so... <laughs> sure. No more sullying for this guy. Well, we, we, we pocket the spoon and the feather. Very important. All right. Uh, a feather and a spoon in Jaden's inventory. Okay. Listen, when you're in prison, and that's all you have to your name... And the paper. <laughs> Just grab it all and stuff it down my pants. <laughs> and then he's going to carefully move the table and very slowly, gently tilted on its side to where, like, one could feasibly hide behind it, in theory. And then, as soon as he thinks that the coast is clear, he is going to, uh, do all the rest of this very quickly, as he will move out of his cell as quietly as possible. Something with the idea that if someone saw that, is he actually hiding in there, or did he escape from his cell? I want it to be a question as opposed to an immediate, immediate and obvious thing. Okay. I mean, theoretically, this could be another way that we could have gotten out. Like, they go in and check on it and then bam. Right. Ah. But, you know, toilet saves the day. <laughs> okay, so, Finn, you will attempt to unlock the door as you waited. The other young guard that you believe is the one that has been making rounds. Is this the one that I talked to? Yes. And he makes his way back around and actually he's currently talking with Charles Smoot. Yeah, so it was a really rough day. You know, like, it, those do happen, don't they? And I'm, like, I'm not really a big fan of the executions. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of kind of depressing, actually. It's a bit much, isn't it? Like, I ain't get, like, bumbling just my strength. Like, it's, it's important. But... In the background, there's all this... We'll use the grumbles of to hide the, the creaking of the door as Finn will make his way from pillar to pillar. Okay, so you're going to need to roll... Stealth! Yeah, your stealth, since you are attempting to a snick a snack. All right, snake. let's go sneaky sneak. Let's sneak a snack. You're not a sneaky snack. I don't know. That's still a 22. Vinamir, you take your first steps out of the cell. The cell door opens relatively smoothly, but as you step out just a few feet away from the door, you can actually catch a glimpse of the two guards, or actually one of the guards, and you see him as he's putting down cards one after another. You think they're playing spoons? Oh, no. Vin, you made it to your first pillar. Oh, we're going to do, 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 do. Yeah, which way are you going? The left. left. All right, roll a new stealth. You're so close to greatness. You're so close to greatness. 19. Yeah, you almost rolled a 19. as you are making your way to the next beam, you hear as one of the guards who is playing cards seems to pause. Don't you think it's a bit 
too quiet? Should I take a look? Did he try to throw his voice and go, I'm still waiting on those greens. You would like to roll deception to try and make it sound like your voice is somewhere else. Let's go. Roll with fervor. Electronically. 25. You managed to make it sound like your voice is still in the direction of your cell. The guard kind of, you weren't in such a position that you actually are obscured from the guard's view. And you kind of hear as the chair leans back momentarily. Yet not happening. Stop digging through the shit. Roll fervently. <laughs> I think. I'm done. <laughs> well, that's I'm, okay, Payne. All right, guys. See you next week. Necron. 17. <laughs> <laughs> so then what does Finn do that gives away his position? It's like, oh, come on, man. Be a pal. Did not throw a voice. You hear one of the guards just say, No, something ain't right here. I need to check now. The guard gets from his seat and walks over towards your cell. Damn it. We've got a runner. And that is where we are going to end this week's episode (laughs) of the Kate Chronicles. Prison break. I was just having like a nice heart to heart with a young red guard soldier. Maybe they're not as bad as they seem. Meanwhile. Uh, so thank you, families, for listening to this week's episode of the Gate Chronicles. We hope that you enjoyed all of the um bull crap that happened today. I can't believe there were so many bad rules. Uh, well, you know, dice tell a very interesting story. Uh, we need to fire the dice. And you know what else is a very interesting story? The, the thing that's being released on our Patreon, Tales of Remembrance. It is currently episode one released, and it's going to be a monthly release as long as the episodes are getting full, <laughs> fully edited. Please motivate me. But of course, we also want to give a big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi with Michael Gelfi Studios, Monument Studios, Epidemic Sounds. Thank you for letting us use music and ambiance, guys. We are greatly appreciative. And all of their links are in the description below. Uh, but if you want to keep up to date on any announcements for our podcast make sure you follow us on our discord join our discord actually and you can also follow us on x i guess we'll see you next next week on the next adventures of the gate chronicles bye-bye bye guys bye